What's up, everybody? Welcome to a long overdue <laughs> Glock and Goldie Unchained. It's been a uh, pretty, pretty hectic couple weeks for me. I missed uh, Dads in Gaming, which, you know, I think you did a great job hosting, by the way, Goldie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I still think the beginning of that episode was so great because you guys were, like, kind of talking, like, oh, we're not ready. I was like, oh, they forgot to edit that out. And then, like, what, like a minute later, like, no, we're leaving that in. I was laughing <laughs> so hard. If you guys missed the last episode of Dads in Gaming, Octane and Goldie were by themselves because I was busy uh, in Texas and... It's been, it's, it, it has actually been a, I was just saying, you know, before we start recording, it's been a hectic like, three weeks, but um, I'm going to start off with you, Goldie, because I, I have a fun story in a second. What's been new with you? What have you been up to? Um, well, I think it's been, even for Dads and Gaming, I think we're going on about two weeks now. Uh, I did host the last one. I was... I think I was uh, did a pretty good job. Um, I think you did great. And in the in the last two weeks, I've been practicing an intro. If I ever have to uh, do it again, so and you're more than likely you're probably gonna have to. <laughs> probably, um, because I yeah I know you you're all you're all over the place. You got a lot going on. And I can't wait to hear all about it. Uh, so I'll keep it quick. Um, the last two weeks have been just kind of getting ready you know getting the backyard ready i got the pool up now um yesterday actually my my neighbor brian uh who i can't thank enough came over we ran all the wires did all the electrics and now i got full electric to my bar full electric to the pool so i'm not running extension cords all over the place yeah um so we got that finished uh over the holiday weekend i was uh in upstate new york about four hours away from the island and uh for my cousin's wedding and so that was that was nice no kids it was just me and my wife um my mom came from down from maine my grandmother came up from florida so it was a nice you know being able to spend that that weekend with them and not have to worry about you know what the kids are doing you know who's cranky who needs food it was just we were just on our own schedule so and we haven't had that in probably about four or five years since since cora has been born we haven't had a been able to do a weekend like that so it was nice um but in that whole process i did come up with a you know an 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 idea for a topic and uh i'm actually excited to talk about it with you but before we get into that i I definitely want to hear what's going on with you because even for us like we've had very you know not that we're the best of friends but we we talk on a at least two three times a week whether it's through discord or through text Mm -hmm. or just you know just kind of catching up um obviously through the podcast um but in the last few weeks it was almost like this motherfucker's ghosting me but, <laughs> but, but in the end i know you got you got so much going on so i i am excited to be hearing this for the first time along with everybody else well see now that you know i just told you part of it right before we started i i, I, right. I i've uh, many people have been asking me what's going on there's been so much like for example i think i've been on an airplane you know five times in the last three weeks flying back wow. and f- back back and forth between california and texas and um so obviously we've been talking about it for a while me moving to texas and um about uh so originally i was off on disability from my original job finally taking care of my back taking care of all that stuff well the job that i've been basically working on the side I finally got the call that everything was ready we're ready to move and uh flew out there about three weeks ago and uh, I, I I don't want to say it was like an orientation thing. It was more of a 
uh they put all of us we all have like a, uh that work for the guy uh we all have like an online relationship so he basically brought us out there uh basically had a bunch of meetings of what's going to go on this is what we got to do put us all in an airbnb around the lake so it was more like a team building thing so we can all you know right. be around each other in person had a great time and believe it or not there's i want to say like nine of us or whatever and like we all get along we all work very well together uh, and this this was the first time you guys, at least everybody, meeting at the same time, being in the same room together, kind yeah. of not so much like in a in a group text or Discord message exactly. kind of deal. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. So basically, that first week was team building while doing a couple different things. You know, we had to do for the company, um, and then so. I was supposed to be, well, we were supposed to be there for two weeks, but I, I was there for a whole, a whole week and a half. And then I came back, I came back for, um, uh, my son's, uh, last baseball game. Okay. And then, um, so, but during that time, you know, we basically officially signed with the company and, you know, got paid and, um, we're working on other things to where like now we're officially employed and we're officially working. So, I went back, so they're putting us up in uh, corporate housing, which is are very, they're very nice apartments. They're, it's a, like, for example, they're two bedrooms, two bathrooms, um, like 1,200 square feet, brand new apartments. Like the, wow. the, there's like 400 rooms there, and there's only, including us, there's only like 40 people living there right now. It's, they're brand new. They're, they're freaking wow. beautiful apartments. It's the top, top of the line, I'm assuming, too, right? Like it, everything it, is. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah it, it's, they're very nice, but the thing is, and then this is gonna be the hardest part over the next uh, two or three months is I'm not bringing my wife and kids with me. Um, okay. We 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 basically decided we we don't want to move the kids twice. Um, we don't want to move you know and it's you know we could do it but like moving four kids into an apartment and we kind of hectic and then having to move into a house it's like you know that's just you know stay behind. Um, you know, I'll come back every like two or three weeks for a three three or four day weekend because um, I get vacation right off the bat. But so I was out there for the last, um, I was out there for the last about week and a half and uh, from Sunday to Tuesday. I just got back Tuesday night. I, I landed at like 11 o'clock at night my time. And I was supposed to report back to work on the first, which was yesterday. And uh, so I, I had to make that, that, that commute one more time and uh, get up, get up at three in the morning and and drove drove to work the the job I've been doing for ten and a half years and all the times you fantasize about quitting and how you want to quit and everything and I was like how do I want to do this like I'm sitting there like how do I want to how do I want to do this like I don't know how I want to quit do I want to make a scene do I want to flip middle finger all this other stuff and I was like the way I am I was like you know what as much as I want to do something like that I'm gonna be very professional about it right right. So let, let, let me explain how this went because it's it's actually pretty funny. So I, I get to I get there about half an hour early. I meet up with one of my really good friends in the parking lot, and I told him I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm like a little nervous. Like, <laughs> like I don't know why I'm nervous because what are you gonna do? Fire me? I'm gonna quit anyways. But it's just like yo, here, you, I've been working. I've been working here for ten and a half years. You know, I've been here since. Right. I, I'm, it's a it's it's ten ten and a half years. That's a that's a lifetime. That's a you know good chunk of your especially you you're you're younger so that's a yeah, good been, chunk of your lifetime i've been working there since i was 20 years old so yeah right. now i'm i'm gonna be thir- right. i'm gonna be 31 here in two right. months you were so. a kid you were a kid yeah. when you started there and now you're an adult you're a father you're yeah. you know like it's yeah yeah so you know we end up getting in there and uh you know 
everyone already pretty much knows. Trust me, this place is like high school. Like my brother works there too, so a lot of people are already aware of kind of like what's going on, or partially people know that. Especially, I showed up in regular just jeans and a t-shirt, and I wear coveralls all the time, so people knew. Like I showed up in jeans and a t-shirt and tennis shoes. I'm not there to work. Right. So everyone's kind of saying goodbye to me already. People are already aware, and so the bell rings for work to start, and my superintendent who doesn't get a clue doesn't understand what's going on <laughs> and he starts sending everybody to their departments and everything and then he calls me up last and he's like you know how you doing you know how's your back and everything i was like oh i'm fine i'm, I'm, I'm actually 100 percent. like I've, I've felt great for you know taking care of myself losing weight the last two months and I, I and you know what you and me have talked about working out so much everyone asked me how much weight i've lost i actually don't know the number but the fact that I haven't seen these guys since March, and every right. every single person I talked to was talking about how good I look, how much weight I've lost. I'm like, that's what I'm looking for. I don't care about what the weight is. People right. notice, yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> and so yeah, he went. But you know, my, my my now former boss was um was talking about you know, hey, you look good. Da, 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 da. He goes, well, today I'm gonna send you to this department. I was like, ah, actually, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm here to I'm here to resign, and he goes, "Excuse me," I said, "I'm here I'm I'm only here to quit," and he goes, "What?" I was like, "I'm I'm quitting." He's like, he did not understand, he did not really like believe, he didn't believe me, and I was like, "I'm here to quit," and he goes, "What? No two week notice?" And I'm like, "No," <laughs> and he goes, "Like he so he has like this uh micro the Microsoft like Surface whatever the tablet, right, with the keyboard on it, and all this is his whole reaction." When I told him no two week notice, I'm quitting. He literally closes his tablet and goes, "Well, best of luck to you." Shakes my hand and walks away. That's all. That was it. It's no, no, like no questions asked. No, why? He, why? In his mind, he was probably like, "Fucking thank you." That's what I said. People were like, "Oh, he's, he's probably mad because manpower's down. They need people, especially right. you know they did hire some new hires, but like they don't know what they're doing yet. They need somebody experienced, you know." And here I am, just coming in out of nowhere and quitting. And I'm like, "No, I think it's more of like a he's relieved. Like, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you." Yep, exactly. No, so that uh, so I, I basically walked around for about twenty minutes. Uh, that is a huge place. If I were to walk around the whole place, I'd be there for like three hours saying goodbye to people. Um, right. I was just going to the main department that I basically started in, and <clears throat> the people I've worked with for you know years, and then checked my toolbox, and there's nothing in my toolbox. They broke into it a year and a half ago, and people <laughs> people stole everything. So. I wasn't taking that. I wasn't going to lug that thing home. You guys can keep it. <laughs> and right, uh, but right. then, but then people are. I'm talking to somebody, saying goodbye to certain people, and all of a sudden, the other guy, the boss I just talked to, saw me, and you could tell he didn't want me walking around. So he goes, "Hey, you got to go see HR." Like you know, and I know that was basically uh, him, basically saying, "You got to get out of here." Right. So I go, yeah. I, I go over to HR, who have had, who have had a very um, <laughs> up and down relationship with. And I go in there, and there the HR is in a meeting. And I'm talking to the lady at the front. She goes, "Is there anything I can help you with?" I'm, like, oh, I'm here to quit. And she goes, and like she's like in shock, like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I was like, hey, "Yeah." So she ends up getting me the paper, a voluntary termination. And well, she goes, that lady goes in there and interrupts their meeting, like, "Hey, uh, Steve is quitting." And like, you, I see them all look over at me, like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, seriously. And uh, they they come out and they they basically and it's none of their business that I already had another job you know it's it's right. I don't have to tell you anything, um, right. but I end up handing them the paper, and uh, telling them that my time here is done 
and they're you know she's asking me why is everything okay and all i told them was i'm just looking for a better opportunity that's better for my physical and mental health yeah and i they don't need to know that i already have a job and i've already been working the last three weeks and everything they don't need to know any of that shit so so yeah so then uh so she made a comment about, about a toolbox. I told her I didn't have one. I was like, I made a comment. I was like, is there any way I can, you know, just go say a couple more goodbyes? And they're actually, well, now that you signed this paper, you're not employed by us anymore. So we have to escort you off the premises. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I got, I got escort, I got escorted off the premises and I uh, was asked to leave. And I'm like, well, that's a great way to end 10 and a half years. Cause in reality, eight, our, our HR department's only been there for four years. It's kind of like what people were like, a lot of people were upset that they escorted me off because it's like, I've been there longer than HR. If I want to make a lap around the building, I should be allowed to, you know, but I was like, right. I, you know, I, like, yeah, I, I think it's kind of, kind of crappy, but that's also how the company is. But at the same time, a lot of companies, once you quit, they're not gonna let you hang out, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I mean, it's like I get, I get, I get both sides. Like the people, you know, people I worked with were upset. They wanted to see me, but at the same time, I understand. Um, it's kind of like protocol. You don't technically work here anymore. You can't just be right. hanging out here. Um, at least I got the 20, 30 minutes. You know, originally, you know, in the very beginning, until he finally basically told me to leave. But you no, know, it, it's it's been a long time coming. And it was honestly like uh, it was bittersweet. Like you were saying, I I I started there when I was twenty. I was a kid. I was still maturing. I just got married, and then here we are, you know, ten and a half years later, four kids. You know, you know, how you know, homeowner, getting ready to move to a different state. It's been, um, you know, it's been, it's, it's, it, you know, you did, there was a lot of maturing that went on there. You know, right. So it uh, was, uh, it was. So for me, I have, I have a job like that where I started. I was eighteen, and then by the time I left, I think it was twenty six. Yeah. So. It was that that first real job, like it. What gives you? It, it helps you mature. It uh, and understanding the concept of you have to get up, go to work for eight hours, like mm-hmm. come come home and still have a life, you know. So it's it gets you into that that mode, um, along with the understanding the concept of there is a hierarchy, you know. It's, yeah. You know, there is, you know, HRs, managers, supervisors, you have to, you have to follow that chain of command because that all will transition now into your next stage of life, which is I'm, you're going into that stage. I'm getting ready to come out of it. Yeah. You know, you're 30, you said, right? Yeah. I'll be 31 in two months. Right. I'll be 36 next week. So, oh, uh, Sunday actually. So. I, you know, you know, I'm getting ready to go to, to start setting up for my forties. You're going into your thirties and honestly, thirties, thirties have been fun. It's, it's been the, my twenties were fun, obviously, but if, and I know everyone say that says this, and I used to hate when older people said it to me, but I'm going to say it now. I wish I knew what I know now in my twenties and have a better understanding of life and where I'm at and what life actually is compared to what you think life is in your 20s you know one thing my dad used to always tell me i always i used to laugh at him when i was a kid when i was a teenager is he he would always tell me uh later on in life you're gonna wish you can go back to high school and do things oh differently and i was yes. like you're an idiot why would you want to go back to high school and i'm all like you know <laughs> so here i here i am and i'm like you know what i wish i went back to high school and actually paid attention and actually did better yep. you know it's like you know, like you yeah, like I said, you know, I had to mature pretty quick, getting married at 19 years old, and and you know, yep, and, and moving out and everything. Because this is the weirdest part, and, and people think that I'm gonna have a blast. Uh, 
So I was living in my apartment for the last week and a half, right? So I've never lived alone. I've never, I mean, I've stayed in a hotel by myself for like a week or so, whatever. It's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's different staying in a hotel versus an apartment, obviously. Right. And yes. so I was there for a whole week and it's like, you know, there's certain times you're sitting there chilling, doing your own thing. And it's nice. It's nice. But I'm telling you right now at night when you're used to having four kids and, and, a, and a wife at home and it's just dead quiet. I'm, uh, it, it's, it's not easy. It gives you an uneasy, it's an uneasy feeling. Yeah. Something's not right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's, it's yep, 100%. You know, so everyone's like, oh, you're going to have, a, you're going to have a blast down there by yourself on. Huh? Like, I'm, I don't think so. It's going to be kind of rough, you know? I mean, <laughs> then more, again, then again, paranoia state the whole time. Yeah, I was like, you know, and then it's like, the thing is like in the back of your mind, if something goes wrong here, I'm a couple thousand miles away. It's, yeah, you know, and then, yep. you know, so. You know, just like there was days where uh, we didn't do anything for work that day because like we don't work a set hour set hours right now. We're salary, so basically we're sitting there. I was just watching uh, Netflix, and then my wife's like giving me a call, and the kids are being horrible and driving her crazy, and here I am just laid out on the couch. <laughs> I'm like well, I feel like a dick right now. <laughs> so, so I want I want to kind of circle back to that um, with with so your wife and family they're staying. In California, mm -hmm. you're going to be doing the the commute back and forth kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Um, when is the final okay? Like we're we're going to be as one again, and and they um, come over. What's the deciding factors? Is timelines? Is it? So uh, the timeline is about two or three months. So okay. I mean, number one, I'm not leaving to go back to Texas for I think two weeks. I think I might be driving. I'm not sure okay. yet. Um, but, uh, we're only going to be in the temporary housing for probably about two or three months. So probably mid to end of August, they'll be out there with me. Uh, when we okay. find, when, when, you know, we'll start looking for a house in July and then, uh, when, when it's moving ready, uh, I'll be coming back to pack up the rest of the house with the kids and the wife, and then we'll be headed out there. So, um, now is it is it something where you can could drive the whole family there and they stay with you for a week there even though you're in yeah I get it's a two bedroom apartment but it could still work yeah it's not like it's so a, what uh, is there plans for that yeah so uh, what we we we've kind of discussed this back and forth uh, for like the last three weeks is right now she my wife um, and we'll kind of get into this topic a little later but um, you know my wife runs the children's ministry at our church and there's a big uh, event coming up that they, they do every year this month of june um so she has her hands full this month but once you know once that's over um basically uh she's getting ready to transition her job to somebody else we actually just talked to the pastor yesterday so he's aware that she's going to be leaving uh the, and she's been working for our church for like almost 10 years i think wow. maybe, maybe it has been 10 years she's run she's running the whole children's ministry uh in the back and so once she's done with that, and we already have, we already know who's going to take over her job once they're done training, um, and she's officially just a stay-at-home mom with no part-time job or anything. More unlikely, what's going to end up happening is me bringing them out there um, and staying for you know a week, two weeks, whatever, just not permanently, and you know, and then uh, that way we're you know we're together. Because uh, like I said, I, I guarantee you, it's gonna it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little rough. Uh, right. it's going to be a little rough once I'm actually out there. Cause like, the, the last two times I was out there, she, we both knew I was only going to be out there for a week. So it was, it was a different mindset. When I leave, right. when I leave next time, we know it's going to be like three weeks before I come back. Right. Um, so, 
once she's done with that event, once she's done with uh, transitioning to the new person taking over, the schedule's free. So more than likely, I'll come back and maybe drive them all out there or something like that. Or I don't want to put her on a plane with four kids by herself. Right. But um, well, we were we were talking about that already. To where more than likely, I can bring I can bring them out there and and they can stay for like two 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 three weeks or whatever um, while we wait. But we'll we'll see how it goes because. Like I said, it's a nice apartment. It's decent size, but like when you start, when you throw four kids in a bedroom, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, that's how I lived. That's how I lived for throughout COVID. Yeah. I had four kids in one bedroom yeah, <laughs> until yeah. I was able to buy the house. Well, so my, it's, my, my, it's my... tough, but if you're, you know, if in your situation, it'd be a little bit different. You know, they haven't seen you. It's more mm -hmm. like let's go look at housing. Let's go look at the yeah, neighborhoods. Exactly. You know, so you're not really gonna be in the apartment as much as as you think because you haven't yeah. seen them so it'll be more of it's a, more let's the, go do stuff it's more the fact that like right now my my two older daughters share a room and every night we have to like my my three-year-old has to you know basically go to bed in our room because if they go to bed at the same time they'll just play the whole time so right. we have to separate them and then every night when I go to bed I have to move my three year old back to her bed so I can go to bed. But it's like imagine all four of you guys in one room. It's like yeah. <laughs> you guys are never yeah. gonna sleep. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's 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 gonna be um like me and my wife are so talking you, about you it. You guys are looking for like the like the start of next year's school year to to be where you're gonna be? Like oh, settled yeah. together. Yeah, my my yeah, 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 my my obviously my kids are homeschooled and uh we we right. my wife's been looking into homeschool rules over there and stuff like that and um you know so he, in homeschooling, I, I never I don't know if I ever asked this, but in homeschooling like do you still get a summer? Yeah, so my son actually just, okay. just he just he just ended all his all of his schoolwork last week. Okay. And so basically, he's done with school until. So now he technically he's on his summer. Okay. Yeah, he's on his summer. I think that my wife was saying he doesn't need to start until um, I think September, and then she. So the rules are different in California versus Texas. Uh, homeschooling rules apparently in Texas it's it's free reign, like. Um, you can teach basically. You have to follow in California kind of like a curriculum, and then. Right. Um, and then that goes towards how you how you go to the next grade. In Texas, it's all up to the parent. You don't have to do a curriculum, but you can buy a curriculum online and teach them that. Um, right. And I don't know if I don't know how much we really talked about this, but my, my wife went to school to be a teacher, so like she knows okay. what she's doing. Um, and she was a teacher before we had kids, so uh, getting that one on one time with them and basically she can go online and choose what curriculum she wants to teach the our kids and go off of that and then when they're ready we were we were ready to send them to public school when they're a little older uh they can just basically join the grade that we say that they're at pretty much um, Nice. I, I guess that's how it was it's way more free in texas versus california so she was looking into it and actually likes it a lot more rather than being forced okay. by the state like the state of california says no you must teach them this and they're right. and they're they, you know like there's certain things that we're like yeah we're not teaching you that like uh, cr like cr like critical race theory that they said is not in schools. Um, I have the curriculum sitting actually right over there that I can show you is bullcrap that California sent us. Um, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's not in schools. It's right there. Right, right. <laughs> but in Texas, it's like you don't, you're not locked down to those rules. So it's she, she was talking about it. And she likes it a lot more. So I was like, well, you got till September to figure out what you're gonna do. Uh, what curriculum you want to do. So, um. And you know, with, with homeschooling, if you if your kid breezes through things, like my son, he breezes through like math, 
Um, right. He can do the whole week's worth of work in a day if you really if you really want to. But you don't want to overload him. Um, right. But that's that's how it works. It, you know, it basically um, you go at your own pace. I mean, my son could still be doing schoolwork this week if he didn't finish it all. Uh, so right. so it's like if your kid is kind of a slower learner and you have to explain things more. Um, his school year could be longer, but with like my son, where he finishes his stuff super quick because he has that one on one time. Um, right. And then technically he finishes sooner, so they're basically on summer vacation earlier. So it's it's it, there's a lot of there's a lot of good that comes from homeschooling. But I will say for anyone that wants to homeschool, as great as it is, you have to keep your kids in extra like outside of the house activities, so they get right. they, they get the the interaction with other kids like. Right. Yeah, I know. I know kids in high school that were sent to high school for their senior year for the, so they can graduate, who were homeschooled from kindergarten through eleventh grade and never did sports, never did anything that involved other kids. Right. So they were so socially awkward. Um, right, and they didn't it, like at least like if your your son's playing baseball, eventually those kids, if when he if he if and when he does go to public school, he'll know those kids exactly they're in the same community, right? Like so yep. that's how pretty much when you're saying that interaction, right? Yes, you know, like my okay. son, my, my my son's involved in like baseball. My girls are involved in gymnastics, and then they you know they they see kids at church every week, and they're playing with all of them. So like they get the social interaction. Um, but like I, I, one of my really good friends growing up. Like I said, he he did not do any kind of you know interaction after he did his homeschooling. So when he came to high school as a senior, man, I've never seen a more socially awkward person. I, I got along with him. I can get along with anybody. He was sitting next to me in one of my classes, but like, oh dude, he would shut down if someone just said hi to him. Like he, right. he it, it was you know it's one of those things that sticks out to me where it's like no, we got to keep these kids like interacting with people and comfortable around people. You know that, that way they get the social skills. So. But homeschooling, if you know, if you're able to do it, I think it's a great thing. But not, you know, nowadays, especially with like how, I mean, how expensive everything is, it's not, you know, it's not easy to have a stay-at-home uh, parent to homeschool. And then, right. um, I think, I think for me, I would never be able to do it because I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, that's my that's my issue. That's why when when all this happened with COVID and everything, like we th we talked about, and, and the conversation wasn't very long. It was like I just I don't have the patience. I can hardly get through the patience of just sitting down doing homework with them. Yeah, so. I, I would help every once in a while. It's like it's like one of those things, that, and you probably recognize this too. Um, maybe like if you're doing homework with them, it's like you know your kid, you know what they know. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and then when they're being lazy and just don't want to do it, it's like, it's mm. so frustrating. And my, <laughs> and my son does it. I'm like, bro, you just did this yesterday. Like, like what's, yeah. what's four plus two. He's like, uh, seven. Like, bro, I'm going to hit you. Like, right. <laughs> like you're right. not, you're just being lazy. Like, I don't, I don't have, pa right. I don't have patience for that. My wife is very good with them when it comes to that. But like me, it's like, bro, I'm about to tip your chair over. If you say something dumb like that again, cause I know you know the answer. <laughs> Right. I just, I literally just had that, that, that exact experience yesterday. Oh. So over, over the weekend, we're all, we're sitting down, we're outside hanging out, but enjoying the pool, enjoying the hot, the nice weather. So we're all as a family out hanging out out there. And my son's sitting next to me and he's like, dad, give me some, some math problems. <laughs> okay, no problem. So I give him some, some easy ones. He's like, you got to make them harder. So now we're going into, you know, two-digit numbers plus two-digit numbers. And he's like, ah, this is just too easy. So then I go into three-digit numbers plus two-digit numbers plus, you know, four-digit numbers. And he's eight. And he's doing all those, doing all the numbers. Great. Takes, you know, once in a while he'll make a little mistake, but he's, it's taking him a little bit, but he's getting the answer, the correct answer. 
that was Sunday. Now it's Tuesday, and he has his math homework, which they're not nowhere near those those type of numbers. Like he, he's still doing two digit plus two digit, and he's getting them all wrong. And he's like, "Well, I don't know that answer." And I'm like, "Dude, two days ago you had me doing these long math problems, and now you can't do this simple math problem. Come on, get yeah. it together." <laughs> yeah, it's what it, you know. It's like you just don't want to do it. And I, I, that's that's where I I sit there. I you know, praise my wife. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I don't know how you can do it, but Hey, more power to her. But exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, no, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a huge transition. That's for sure. So the next time that I go out there, which again, should be in two weeks is when I'm bringing my computers and stuff with me. Um, okay. Oh, uh, we can, we can talk about this forever, but a fun story. Um, so we were out there, we we're setting up our apartments. Now they're fully furnished, right? I didn't have to buy couches, right. end tables, coffee table, bed, bed frame. They bought it all, right? Now, nice. um, but you know, basically TVs were on us. Okay. So, so, you know, me and a couple of buddies all went over to Walmart and, you know, went to go get, uh, TVs now Memorial day was this weekend. So we were getting good deals on TVs. Right. First off, have you seen how cheap TVs are nowadays? They're not as expensive as as you would think. I so, just bought recently bought two different two smart TVs that yeah. aren't huge, but they're not small and they what 180 bucks. Not, yeah, not a lot. So so about six years ago <laughs> when I bought my house, my dad bought me a TV which is right behind me. It's a 65 inch TV. Um, again, six years ago he bought it as a housewarming present and it was like 2500 bucks. And then so I went to a look at a TV and I was like I I mean. I, I love TV. I love movies. I like I like big TVs. So I was right. like, I was like, I'm getting a 70 inch. <laughs> Dude, it was only 550 bucks. Wow. For a Samsung. Wow. So yeah, they're not they're not as bad as they used no. to be. No. Uh, so I um so we end up getting the TV and going back to the apartments. We get the TV in there. We start building the entertainment center. And my buddy's helping me. We put the TV on the entertainment center and another buddy who's in the room goes, is that a crack? I go, yeah, haha, very funny. We're kind of laughing about it. Then all of a sudden my other buddy looks at it and you can tell by his face, he was not playing. He was not playing. And then we look at it. Yep. There's a crack in my TV. So, and it, you know, Walmart's already closed and everything. So it's a little depressing. Here I was getting ready to go watch Netflix for the night. And so, um, they decide they don't want to take the TV back. What? Now, here's the thing. When you turn the TV on, you can tell it was an internal crack. Right. It, it was not like someone dropped it or anything like that. We know darn right, right well. We, we handled this thing very carefully. We Nothing crazy happened. There's no way we cracked this TV. Right. Well, they're giving me a bunch of crap. They won't take it back. And then part of the problem was, um, they, they say it wasn't part of the problem. I think it was part of the problem was, I told everyone that was there, don't throw the box away. Uh-huh. And someone when we were building the entertainment center took the took the boxes outside and threw them uh, threw them in the trash compactor. Uh, and they were saying I don't need the TV. I just I mean I had the TV for less than twelve hours and they wouldn't take it back. So I was like, you know what? F y'all. I put the TV in my closet um and went to Target and bought the same exact TV for the same same deal. Um now so Got the TV. Everything was good. No problem. Kept the box. Great freaking TV. Right. Now, I was looking into... I was about ready to just throw the other one in the dumpster because the thing is screwed. 
Fuck that. Put it yeah. in the box and bring it back to Target and say this I, didn't work. It's cracked. I, no, I thought about that. <laughs> I thought about that was actually, but the problem oh. was it was different packaging and actually, uh, uh, you could tell that, uh, the serial number and stuff like that on the original uh. one, you know, it doesn't match the box. I'm like, oh crap, dude. Um, cause I was going to take it back to Walmart with the box and everything. And then it was right. like, the box actually has a target logo on it. I was like, that's <laughs> not going to work. Um, but no, so actually I found a Samsung retailer, uh, the actual Samsung store in Houston. Um, I can actually take the TV to them and they can actually replace the screen for 125 bucks. Oh, wow. So I I was like, all right. You know, I was like, is that like a promotional deal or is that always, he goes for that exact exact model that you have. We, we actually have the screens that we need here. Uh, it'll take about two weeks to get it back, uh, cause they're so booked up, but right. basically, basically I just got to bring it, bring it to them and drop it off and then they'll, they'll give it back to me in like two weeks. It'll be 125 bucks. So I was like, all That's right, it's not bad. I was like, you know what? I was like, I will keep the TV in the closet for right now. Uh, <laughs> and then when I get back there and everything, well, I'll, I'll bring it over to them and I'll just replace the screen for 150 bucks. I'll have. 270 inch TVs. There you go. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> kind of sucks having to buy two, but at the same time, I was like, we could fix that one for 150 bucks versus it being trash. I was like, I mean, we'll right, take yeah. it. So instead of paying 550 for the TV, you're gonna end up paying you you're, know, basically basically what yeah. what the original price was for the TV because the original price without the Memorial Day sale was about 650 bucks. There you go. So nice. All right. Sorry, I didn't take a drink. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So. That's enough update from me. Um, uh, so you wanted to talk about, you know, and this is actually a really funny story. I'm going back to my text message where uh, you hit me up. You you hit me up uh, while I was in Texas and said you had a good topic, right? So you want, right. you know, so I, I am a non-denominational Christian and you're a Roman Catholic, right? Correct. So, uh, you know, I know you were interested in, in hearing the um, the difference in teachings and, and stuff like that, but I thought the funniest part, to give a little backstory of this was, you. Te- what day was it that you texted me? Hang on, was that? So uh, that, was, that Friday. was Friday because it was it was the my cousin's wedding. My cousin, yeah. who was raised like myself, Roman Catholic, was uh, marrying a non-denominational Christian woman. And yeah. it was in her church, and her father's the pastor. And mm-hmm. so it was it was very different for me, you know, not, you know, seeing, I, you know, I've obviously heard of, of the, that path of religion, you know, by talking to you and just in general, uh, but I've never actually seen it. Yeah. So immediately I text you. Yeah. Then the funniest part was, you know, uh, the guy, the guy I work for is Jewish. And then since I was in town, he, so they, so Jewish people go to synagogue on Saturdays. That's considered their like Sabbath or they call it their Shabbat. And so he, okay. he asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, yeah, screw it. I ain't doing nothing. So the fact right. that I already knew I was going, I thought that was, I thought that was a great way to start this conversation off because I've never been to a Jewish synagogue or anything like that, right? Right. Now, uh, I believe the church is a um, Messianic uh, Jew uh, church, which basically means... So uh, most Jews believe that, uh, you know, the, the Messiah hasn't come yet, but Messianic right. Jews believe that Jesus is the Messiah and has come. And, and, you know, so, so we get to this church or this, I'm sorry, synagogue. And, you know, it looks like a normal, like Christian church that I would normally go to like the setup and everything. But mm-hmm. there was one awesome thing that happened that I, I, I kind of felt like 
I was kind of laughing at because it was just like unexpected. They start, you know, most churches start off with worship music and they're playing music and stuff like that, right? Right. This place from, you know, they first started, you know, the first note of the song, which is very upbeat. Next thing you know, there's like a conga line going around the entire the entire synagogue and like doing like a huge dance. And I'm all like, wow. I was like, yo, awesome. I swear if you guys try and grab me in this conga line, someone's getting punched. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like running right by me, and I'm like, do not touch me. I'm not. Get, I'm not getting in this conga line. You know, and there's you know, it's like super upbeat. It was interesting, you know, seeing how you know someone else does it. And then I lean over to uh to to my boss. I'm like, hey, I'll work a month for free if you join that conga line. And he's, <laughs> he's like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> then he goes, I was he goes, I I was gonna offer you an extra month of pay, but I know you'll do it. I'm like, oh, you bet your butt I get up there. So <laughs> you offer me a month worth of pay, I'll get up there, start dancing. I don't care. But you know, it was it, you know, and then but like the I was actually talk, talking to my pastor yesterday about it. The teachings that they did was basically the same thing, and so uh, the teaching in a non-denomination church is uh, basically what it is. And it's funny. We I was at church yesterday. And we were kind of having this conversation. Was um, uh, and, and first off, I don't sit there. I don't. I don't care what other people really believe, and like, and, and don't judge them or anything like that. But the diff, mm-hmm. the main difference that people see between like. A Catholic church and a non-denomination church is people like to say that non-denomination churches are kind of loose with like um, certain things. Like there's not uh, like I want to say it sound it doesn't it's not meant to sound like rude. It's, it's not rude, but like you know how you have like the rosary and then you pray to right. like the yes. uh, mother, mm-hmm. mother Mary and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, non-denomination is. Everything from the Bible, uh, we believe the Bible is absolute truth, um, but there is no, like, it's not a ritual. What's the right, correct word for it? Um, I can't I can't think of the right word. We don't have, like, the rosary. We don't have, like, praying to saints. You don't have, you don't have the, I get, I get what you're saying. It's yeah, not I, rituals, but yeah. it's more of, and I don't want to say traditions, because everybody and every yeah, religion yeah. Tra- has traditions. I, but well, you, I think tradition's a better word than ritual, because ritual sounds like, in my opinion, like almost like derogatory. It's not a ritual. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and, and I, exactly, because I... But you get what I'm saying, right? Right, because going into, knowing that we were going to be having this conversation, so I was at, I was at a non-denominational church on Friday for a wedding, and then I was at, I came home Saturday, and then Sunday I was at my church for my Sunday Mass. Yeah. So, in my head, I'm comparing the two, trying to, like, see the differences and and what's the things that are the same. Um, But the thing that I came up with that is definitely different is what you're getting at. We have more of those rituals if you're, or, or traditions yeah. where we're fo- we follow that more to the T compared to where what I saw and witnessed on Friday. And, and obviously, that's a, a wedding service, so it's not really your... Um, Sunday service. I don't know what is this is a Sunday. You guys still celebrate on Sundays? Yeah, Sunday. Su- yeah, Sunday. Okay, so it's not your Sunday service, which even in the Roman Catholic and most religions is very different. Your wedding service compared to your your Sabbath service is is going to be different. So, but that was like we take communion and it's treated like a like a ritual because before we even uh, you know receive communion, the priest is on the stage doing a whole 
I, I think I, honestly, ritual is the right is the right word. Yeah. Maybe there's a better one out there. So yeah, please but, let us know. But yeah, it's just, it's, 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 it's the it. term that comes to your mind. But like when you right. when you say ritual, it's almost like the the word that usually comes before ritual is like a satanic ritual. That's, right. not, that's <laughs> not what I'm trying to get at. You know, that's why right. that's why in my head right. it sounds disrespectful, you know, but it's not what I mean. Because that's what, and even in like in my head, I'm like, okay, is is it more like when he's talking, it's more like chanting. It's it's, but it's not chanting because chanting is not the right word. But that's it's yeah. There's another word for that too. But yes, it's, yeah, so you, it's, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, so one thing I will say, I've been to so many different like when I travel, if I'm gone, I'll usually go visit other churches. Like so, I'm part right. of I'm part of a church. Uh, I, I've been there since you know we were just talking about for twelve years. Yesterday, uh, uh, twelve years this year, I've been going to this church. Um, and so it's a part of a big chain of, it's called Calvary Chapel. So I'm from, I go to Calvary Chapel Fremont here in California. Um, and then like, so, uh, the pastor who started Calvary Chapel was a pastor named Chuck Smith and who has really great teachings, uh, but not, he has so many Calvary Chapels now across the country that some are that, you know, they teach differently. Uh, cause you have some teach, you know, people who pastors who are like my pastor, who's a teacher, He's not a pre, he's not like a preacher. You know, preachers usually make you feel good, go off on the rabbit hole, and you know, chanting and and um. But then you have people like my pastor, who is a teacher, who gets really into like he can make a he can, he can make an entire sermon off of literally one verse of a chapter. Um, he right. he, gets, he digs really deep into the word and basically um teaches. And then you have people who are, are like pastor like preachers who who um. Uh, who like do this like chants and this and that, but uh, I, I actually looked this up and traditions is a better word. Um, traditions, okay. tra traditions yeah. is a better word. So like Roman Roman Catholics, uh, there's certain th differences. Uh, like you probably have confessions, right? Uh, uh, yes, but that's confession is more. It's not part of your Sunday mass. It's not part of your no, 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 you know, no. your your holy day. But yes, we do have confession. But yeah, so you know we don't really we don't have anything like that. And then the, uh, then like the you know, like the whole rosary thing, we don't have that. Mm -hmm. And then one big thing I think your I think your kids have gone through is the confirmation. Um, well, no, so confirm. So we have communion first, which is what my kids will be receiving next year, which is um, about eight. I think that's eight, and then. Com uh, confirmation is, I believe, fifteen, sixteen. Maybe. Well, what what exactly what exactly is confirmation? Like, what what are you being? What like I know that you get to go through like Sunday school, to, uh, uh, or is it Sunday school? And like you get to learn about certain things and do go through a confirmation thing. I know my dad talks about. It. My dad grew up Catholic. Yeah. So your communion, um, like my kids, every week, once a week, have to go to. Uh, we call it CCD. It's it's a it's a teaching. It's it's pretty much you're going into they go into a class a setting, um, and for an hour learn not so much the Bible, but just learn the. I like to call it the spiritual side of okay. the religion. You know who you they're they're learning who Jesus Christ is, who the Virgin Mary is, Joseph. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, understanding rights and wrongs, um, understanding what, see, we believe that Jesus Christ sacrificed himself yes. to allow us into the gates of heaven. Is that, I'm assuming you're on the same path as that, right? Like yes. you guys believe the same thing, right? Okay. So we believe with communion, you know, that the last supper was 
him giving us that stuff. So they're they're that's what they're prepping and learning now. That why why are you receiving communion? Why do we receive communion? It's allowing Jesus into our hearts and you know that yeah. whole side of it. As far as the commun uh, the confirmation, now you are a, a, um, a teen. You know, you're in that you're you're in that maturity stage or getting into that maturity stage, especially back then, you know, when you were a teenager at 16, you know, 2000 years ago, you were an adult, yeah. you know, so it's almost like you're going, you're walking the path into adulthood, allowing Jesus to follow you into your, your, your future, into your, you know, in, into your next stage of life, preparing you to now bring your family in and raise your children in the same aspect. Um, you can't get married in a church if you don't have that. You have yeah. to have, for, for us to be married in a, a Roman Catholic church, you have to have your baptism, communion, and confirmation, and then you can get married in a church. Yeah. And so, I, I, so you, I have all three, my wife has all three, but we did not want to be married under, you know, under a church. We wanted to be married on our own, you know, on did our you, own um, do you Do you guys do uh, communion every Sunday? Every Sunday, yeah. Okay, so, like, so, no, we, well, we do, comes, we do too. So, okay, okay. So, when communion, when communion comes, you know, we we get up. My kids can't come with us because they haven't had it yet. Yeah. You know, th that's the whole point of the first communion celebration. Um, so we, you know, we go up there. You take the communion, and it's communion happens. I would say at every type, at, at every service except uh, um, a wedding, and I believe I have been at one where where it was where we did take communion because they wanted because the bride and groom wanted to have communion a part of their 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 service so yeah well at my wedding um uh, we didn't have everybody do communion but we me and my wife had um a, a little communion thing at the at, at the altar basically yes. as soon as we were married our first act as a married couple was taking communion together Okay, um, so that's what we that's what I witnessed. Yeah, I so that and that is that's something I wanted to ask you if that was a part of if that was just something they did or is that a part of your wedding services? I think that's um, that's more of a um, because I've been to people who are in a part of our church or part of sister churches of the same like kind of beliefs, and some people don't do it, some people do. It's more of a personal thing where like. We want to make sure as soon as we say I do, as soon as we're married, this is the first act we want to do as a married couple, basically right. cementing our relationship and basically this is the, you know, the putting, putting God first in the relationship. Um, and that's basically where we did that at my wedding, which funny, you know, side story was I, I was for, was not aware that I was supposed to bring the communion. Um, so I showed up to the wedding without it and we had to send somebody to the store to go get the cracker and the juice. <laughs> The, the pastor shows up and goes, "You have the communion." I'm like, "Um, what?" <laughs> so is what is what is your communion? What is it a is it a, a wafer or a cracker? So it's 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 like a um, it's a, it's like a a big like it looks like a big huge cracker. Uh, and I tell you what, it definitely I, looked different that we yes. have these little tiny circle. Yes. Discs. So here's the thing. Okay. Because of COVID, uh, our church has changed. So. I, I've I've been to church so many times over the last twelve years I can almost remember this. Every single service around eleven fifteen a.m. is when the pastor will uncover the uh, communion the, the communion station closest to him, and it looks it looks to me it looks like a big saltine cracker like a like a huge <laughs> right. giant size one. 
And you know, right. he, he usually goes through the whole thing where it says, "In the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, and he'll crack the thing in half." And he says, "This is mm-hmm. my body given for you. Take and eat it, all of you." And then he'll he'll grab the cup and say, "In the same fashion, he took the cup and he said, this is uh, this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the remission of sins. Take and drink it, all of you.'" And then, um, like I said I've memorized it from I've heard it so many times. Right. Um, and then basically, uh, he'll he'll pray over the communion or whatever. And then there's like four different stations you can go to. And you would go up there and grab a little cup, and then grab a piece. Of, you know, basically break off a piece of the cracker, go back to your seat, pray to yourself, and then you know take and drink and, and eat the cracker. Now, mm-hmm. because of COVID, and uh, they basically invest invested in the, the, the same cups, but they're covered with like a little piece of foil, and on top of the foil is a little tiny circle disc like cracker like uh thing. So that, that way. No one's touching all the stuff now, so now we have like the little circled like disc things of like a cracker. Doesn't even have any. I'll tell you what, the cracker we always ate we had more flavor than this thing. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing you're using what we use now, probably because we've always had a small. It was a small, very and like flavorless. I mean, it like melts yeah. on your tongue kind of deal. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're probably now using well, what we what we use now. When you receive communion, do you also drink? Yes. Okay, so we don't drink. Oh, you just the have the only, cr- just a cracker, pretty much. We just yeah. So everyone, so the way it works for us is you, they you line up. So the first people that go is obviously the priest does his same the same thing you were saying. Um, they, it's not exactly the same because the way you said it, I can't. I don't have mine memorized, but if I was to hear him it, saying it, more I could than say likely, with him kind of it, deal. Because well, uh, not to, you know, not to cut you off. Blood of the, this is the, this is my blood. Drink from it, all of you. Well, yeah, you know. and basically what it is, they're quoting what he said at the, right. you know, and so it's like, that's the one thing where, okay, uh, real quick, I just want to point out, it's one of those things where it's it's not sitting there saying a religion is wrong or not, because just like Catholics and the non-denomination, we both point back to Jesus, Right, right. You everything's know, going back. We still believe Jesus is Lord. We still believe Jesus is Lord. We 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 all believe in the Bible. We just have different quote unquote traditions. Um, you know, so it's like you know, yeah, and, and people just yeah. do things in a different way. But at the end of the day, Jesus is Lord. He's the Savior. Um, just different different things. You know, that's where it's like I've had people sit there and say, you know, uh, the Catholic way is the wrong way, or non-denomination is the wrong way and it's like they both point to the same direction you know what i'm saying like right. it, you know, so it's like i don't know why people get so upset about it <laughs> it doesn't i mean i don't well I, so, I, well i was going to ask you about baptisms okay um, when can your kids be baptized so our our children are baptized um within the first it should be three to like six months you, you, yeah. you get you get them baptized you know so we like we are our, our things we don't baptize babies um, okay. mainly the way we do it is when the child is old enough on their own. I mean, it could be, we've, you know, it could be five years old. It could be 12 years old. Basically it's basically what the way we usually do it is when you understand what baptism is, is when okay. you usually get baptized. So we're like, um, like we've had kids come up and say, I want to be baptized, but there's been kids that just want to do it because their friends are doing it. And they don't mm-hmm. understand, you know, well, just, just mm-hmm. like, and the reason I'm getting into this is just like communion, it's, it's an image, just like, right. you know, being baptized, nothing, nothing's technically like, I don't know how to say this, but you know, I don't want to be disrespectful. Nothing like is crazy is happening. It's a symbol like baptizing is being under the, the old, your old dirty self is going under the water and you're coming up renewed and refreshed and new. That's best. This is a symbol of it. 
Um, okay, so that so ours our baptism is along those lines. It's your it's a it's a you're starting your you're clean in your new path with Jesus Christ. Yes. You, your new path. You have your everything has been wiped clean. Your sins have been wiped clean. Yeah. The whole reason we do it as Roman Catholics as a baby is we believe you are born into sin. That the 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 actual act of being born is a sin. Mm-hmm. Now you're now you're fresh. You're clean, and you're walking now with the path of Jesus. And uh, we have. Do you have Godfathers, Godmothers? That you designate? That's more of a personal thing. It's not through the church. It's uh, okay. So no. you, we have to designate somebody. Like it's on the baptism certificates who the godmother and godfather are because it's their role to guide the child from that infancy through life. On the this is they're, they're guiding them on their on that path. Um, so I personally think it should be. When they're when they're older, it, you should make the decision you want. Yeah. But because of tradition, it's hard to break out of that because if if you don't follow that tradition, now you're you're you now in in and this is just my personal belief. If you don't follow the tradition, what's the point? Well, that's why we usually do it so to where you un- yeah, so that way you understand why you're doing this type of thing. Right. Like, and I agree with that. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that sentiment and that so, thinking. So 100%. that yeah, so that's how that's how you know that's how we usually do it when it comes to um, you know baptisms. Like even with communion, you don't have to you know do anything. You can you know as long as you're a believer and 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 this and that, you can go up there and grab grab communion and and, and you know all that. But you know baptisms, like I said, uh, we've had you know. People who nah, in the twelve you, years you, I've been there. When you when you re, when you receive communion, is there a specific way you have to do it and something you have to say after? No, it's basically what it is. Uh, you go up there and grab the cup, take it back to your seat, and then basically it's, you're having one on one time praying to praying to the Lord, and and ba- you know it could be what it could be basically whatever you want. It's just your own one on one time, and right. then and then and then you you take the cracker and drink the little thing of ju- so the juice. The for us, the priest goes through his whole mm-hmm. ritual, ritual, <laughs> um, and then so you'll have a, a few select members of uh, the congregation that will then approach the altar and go up there and stand behind him while he's finishing everything up. And then he'll take communion first. And then what he does is he gives communion to the, say, three or four people that are up there. They'll receive communion. They'll receive the, the you know, the drink. Um, then they take communion and split off. And now everybody else now forms into lines. And you, one by one, go up to the person that is giving you communion. Most of the people go on, the obviously, the line where the, the priest is. Um but you'll then receive it and you have when you approach you have to put left hand down right hand over like a like a plate Hmm. reach out they place it they'll say the body of christ and they present it to you in your right in front of your face and then they place it in your palm of your right hand and as it's placed you have to say amen Hmm. then you take it Re, you know, receive it, put it in your mouth, and as you're walking back to your seat, you have to do the sign of the cross and begin your prayer with the Lord. As you now, you come back to your seats. You were on, you're in a kneeling position, and now you're kneeling and you're waiting while everybody else is going on. You're having that one-on-one time with Jesus. 
Yeah. And you're, you know, you, and then, then that's how you redo it. And that's another thing that they're learning at these, at these classes is the proper way to receive communion. Um, and that goes back to the where we're more into that quote unquote ritual tradition, well, whatever I, I, you well, want to say well, compared well, to everybody as, else. As you're explaining that, like I have, you know, as someone who's been going to church for 12 years, who's very invested in it. There's nothing wrong with anything you just said, you know, it, it, right. but, but you could totally tell it's more of a traditional way of doing structure. things. Yeah, yeah, structure. Structure, structure is a very structure. good, it's a very good word because, because as, as long as we can remember, um, Catholicism has been, you know, one of the, uh, long, I don't want to say longest lastings, but like one of the most popular ways of practicing Christianity, because you're still Christian, you're you're, you're Catholic, right. but you're still it's still being a Christian. Basically, you're supposed to li basically Christian stands for Little Christ, and you're supposed to um, you're supposed to technically try and be, you obviously can't be like Jesus, but you're trying to live a life sort of like Jesus. You know, that's right. that's that's the the correct terminology, but you know, it's just obviously you have there's more of a traditional structure behind it because it's been around for so many centuries um right. of the way of doing things. And there's nothing you know and the, and the thing is there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I've heard people complain about like, "Oh, I came from a Catholic church, they do all this." And it's like nothing's wrong with that. You know, it's, it's just tough. It, like it, we you know? so I, and I was having this conversation with Brian the other day, too, because he he belongs to the same church as I do. Mm -hmm. I, you know, as a kid, I went to Catholic school. I wasn't my that wasn't my choice. That was just where I was sent. Yeah. Um, you know, he grew up a very religious family. He has nuns that are are you know I believe his aunts. So they he grew up very religious. So now we're both in that like we're in adult stages where you know we go to the same church. Um, but we both understand that as far as the Roman Catholic aspect of it is, we are a little too far. Like we're, and, and we're continuing. It's so strict and we're losing people. Well, that's, I feel that's like why... as a religion in the Roman Catholic, we're, we're no longer that like long-standing Catholic church, like because we have our issues. I mean, you can look up obviously issues with priests. Well, because There's, well, because priests, uh, I believe priests can't be married. Is that my? Can't my be married. Yeah. You can't have a family. Yes. So it's because it's so strict. And then you're you're almost inviting issues. And then when you have a a you know a, a ceremony or a, a you know your 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 Sabbath, and it's so strict and so like you got to follow to a T, and you got to do this, and you have to be doing this and this. People don't want that. You know, they don't want to be told what to do, and it's tough, and I can definitely understand, and I can definitely see why people are pulling away from the Roman Catholic Church and moving, because they still want religion in their life. They still believe in God, pretty much. They, they still, still believe, believe in, in Jesus. Right, and I understand there's people that don't believe in it, and that's your belief. That's your choice, or they believe different things, or if they've had experiences in their life that will turn them down a different path than where they started because whether they they ne didn't believe in anything at first and something happened and now they do or they did believe in something happened and now they don't and i understand that but what is frustrating is watching people leave the church because it's too strict and you're not allowing you're not evolving with times and humanity and when you have churches like like yourself, a non-denominational church, or a Lutheran church, or a Protestant church, yeah. or whatever, or or even even on the Jewish side, because I know that they have the same breakdowns, kind of like like we do. There's there's Orthodox. There's what you had said before. Me, me, um, uh, messi messianic. 
messianic right so there's they it's the same concept on 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 their side and i'm sure with all religions it is now ju 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 uh, i actually was asking my pastor yesterday about uh judaism and basically um you can practice judaism but being jewish is a bloodline um my understanding from okay. the from the bible is there's jewish bloodline and then there's Gentiles, and you, you and me, we're not Jewish, so we're technically Gentiles, but we can, if we wanted to, practice practice Judaism, and Judaism's a little more strict, but Messianic Jews, uh, it's more of like, it's kind of like, like a Christian church, because right. yeah, it still points back to the Bible, what Jesus said, and, and right. everything. It's just, and there's just, there's just little differences. That's all that should matter, and I under and I do like some of the traditions that I have in my church, and I understand them, and I and I appreciate them. But then I can look at someone on on the other side or in another different same point. They're still going to the same end. They're just taking a little bit different path where it's not as structured and not as controlled, and it's a little bit more freedom for the person yeah. or the family. It, so I can understand yeah. when it's like. I don't want to be. A, I want to believe in Jesus Christ. I want to believe in my, you know, in God. I want to believe in the Lord, Lord and Savior. But I don't want to believe it like, like that. I can understand that, and and yeah. that is a a real issue that we are seeing on, on our side of the world. Yeah, and, and um, yeah. Well, I, I think a big issue that's been going on with uh, just from me hearing it, I haven't really looked into it because obviously we don't. Uh, okay, in the in the uh, not disrespectful way it's going to sound very disrespectful is uh <laughs> we don't care what the pope says um okay you know obviously the pope right. the pope to us is just another human being uh pers yes. personally we don't think that you were especially w in recent years um the pope being involved in american politics is uh, yeah. very odd to me um you know because usually the popes are like you know we don't care about politics this and that we're going by you know what the bible says blah blah, blah. then all of a sudden right. here you are meeting with u.s politicians and like taking a stance on politics and it's like whoa like right. it, but that's that's my our own personal opinion well, um, you, do you, so do you believe do you believe in saints and like the holy mary like do you, like we believe that, that part we, of it? well we 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 believe in like you know obviously the virgin mary and this and that but we don't believe in like praying to them or like they they were just okay. peep, they were just basically okay. basically you know mary was just jesus's mother and then you know it, that's all she was there's no okay Praying, okay. praying to him or stuff like that. See, yeah, see, we pray. We'll pray. We have a prayer just for exactly. Her, you know? Well, each, each each beat of the rosary, I believe, is supposed to be a separate prayer for a saint. Right, right. Yeah. So we have. So do you do you say the All Father? All Father. All Father. No. All Father who art in heaven, hallowed well, be thy name. Well, thy kingdom come. Some that people, will be done yes, on earth as some, it is in heaven. Yes. Yeah, some <laughs> people. Some people do say it, but it's not like you have to or anything like that. Basically, what non-denomination is, it's. Without it being um, a structure or a tradition or whatever, like a traditional thing in the church, it, it, your whole walk is supposed to be about a one-on-one -on -one relationship with, with Jesus. Where one, one thing that I always love hearing people say, instead of saying our God and this and that, it's my God, you know, my own personal okay. relationship with, you know, my own personal relationship with Jesus and this and that. Um, it, it, it comes back to a one-on-one a -on -one type of thing, which is like, well, why would we do a communion? You go back and you, 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 you pray, uh, with like by yourself, you know, rather than, you know, as a group or as, you know, oh, uh, just say this prayer together. It's more of a one-on-one -on -one thing. Just like, uh, a lot of people, I know a lot of people that don't really go to church. It's like, oh, we have to be there every Sunday. Um, cause in reality, 
uh, people don't realize what church is, the true definition of church, it's not the building that you go to. The church is people. Um, you know, the church is the church is the people. Um, it's not so, like it, uh, so. I want to ask you because that's a good, that's a good point that you bring up because I want this was on the other topics or not topics but like paths on that side I wanted to discuss. Where we went was it, the their church just looked like another building. It our, actually our, it actually our, looked like it could be a, a restaurant or like a like a hall like where like yeah. like a, a Knights of the Columbus kind of kind of thing. You know, it looked more like that compared to my church is like. It's a church, like a, 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 church, a, a cathedral. That's what I'm going. A cathedral with the with the with the painted glass. Like, like yeah, yes. There's there's um you know paint stain, stained glass. Yes, you know very bright, which is very traditional. Now, very traditional, uh, right? My, the church. Now this is where you know when I first went to church 12 years ago, I was kind of thrown off when I got there, and it's it was in an office building, like right. uh, like a one okay. a one story office building. I'm like, what is this? Like, and that's why I actually started learning like. Uh, when you actually get, you know, everyone has different beliefs and that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, when you actually start learning like about teachings of when the, the like, church is, the, the words church is used, church is about the people. And yes. now it's not, you know, and, you know, it's part of tradition where you go on Sunday because it's the Sabbath and this and that. But um, like, here, here's a good question. Let me, let me ask you this question. So um, do you believe that if you're going to a cathedral, uh you're more worthy of heaven than somebody that goes to church in a office building. Absolutely uh, not. Well, that's what I'm saying. But some people do. Right. Be, some people do believe that. I I don't believe that. My God is you know that Jesus would be petty enough where you get to heaven and, and you deal and you do the right. uh, you know uh, you're judged for your sins where they go. Well, you didn't go to church in a cathedral. <laughs> you went, you like, went in a restaurant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but but yeah. well, but the church is considered like the people because I mean like there there are like churches that you know meet in a park every week. Um, yes. You know that it's not and, about. And one I 100% agree with you when you say the church is the people. It's who you're with. That is your church and. The reason I, I say that is, and the reason I brought this up is because that was one of the things that I had asked my cousin and I had said, is this, do they have churches like, like ours? Is do like, or is this just the, the church in this town? Is this just where they, where it would happen to be built or where they, what they happen to be able to use? And he, and his words were churches where your, is where your people are. Yes. And I, and I understand that. And I already believed that. So it just him he just kind of reassured it and i was like you're 100 correct like yeah it doesn't yeah. matter where you are but i just seeing it now it was more like okay we are the roman catholic side is your you know, when you think of a church you're getting that traditional church you know yeah. and that's part of the problem we're not evolving into the let it be your church is where your people are. You don't yeah. need to have a cathedral to have this. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, I was looking up a little just a while ago when we were talking. Uh, their Roman Catholicism is still the most popular religion in the entire world with over with over confirmed 1.4 billion people who are are Catholic, or Roman mm -hmm. Catholic. And um, like I said, it's very again. They, I, <laughs> There's it's, nothing it's, wrong okay, with so it's it. It's the largest you know? religion. It's yeah. the largest religion, and I believe here's why: because of tradition. Yes. Because I got my kids baptized. It's gone through I'm families them, for they're years. Getting communion. They're getting confirmation. Once they hit that age, I can't force them to do anything anymore. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? By the time they hit confirmation, you don't want to go to church. I can't force you. Yeah. So well, you need to make that choice for you. But 
I'm hoping, like with my mom did with me, she get she put me on the path. I and then I came off when I hit that twenty, my twenties, my early twenties, and normal. then as an adult, I've started coming back, and now I'm putting that tradition on my kids. Yeah. So I believe that's why it's the highest religion, along with it being one of the you know not the oldest, but one of the oldest. Um, but you have to when like I would say I have four kids, right? I would hope, and through my teachings and my installing morals on them, that when they get older, they will continue the traditions with their children. But I have four. So if I get three out of the four that continue it, great. I'm assuming one of them is going to be like, no, I'm done because this is too hard on me. But he still had those traditions and it just continued. It'll continue always to grow like that. But as far as people leaving it, that's when they leave. When they hit the, I don't want to do this no more. This is ridiculous. Well, you know, a lot of the times and, and, I'm not gonna sit there and say because I, I I hate what people say like people think Catholicism is wrong and the traditions and this and that that's your personal opinion right right um, but I do get what you're saying because there's so many traditions and they're so set in their traditions that's what that's what does I, I hear this all the time is what causes people to leave because it's almost like too hard to stay on the right path pretty much right and that's where some some Catholics will come and say that your 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 religion of non denomination is too loose, right? It still comes right. back to we still believe in the, right. the, the the moral standing of commandments and um, the moral standing of what the Bible says and what Jesus taught, right? Um, we still have the same views. It's just there's a little bit differences in each one, like between Protestant and, and you know um, uh, I can't remember all of them, man, but like. Either way, they still point back to the Bible, what Jesus said, the red letters, all that. You know, it, but there's just different traditions in each one. Non non denomination, which is uh, the one they like said I've been a part of for twelve years, is literally what the Bible said is is ap- absolute truth. Uh, man doesn't have a say in like you know uh, this is the traditions we should be doing. You have to do it in in uh, this kind of a building. It has to have this. You have to you have the rosary. It's like uh, it, it's it's between you and what the bible says pretty much and that's bad that's that's the difference but like i said between you and me you know we go to two different type of denomination you know yeah you go to you know the catholic church i go to a non-denomination we both still have the same belief that jesus is lord he died for our sins uh follow the ten commandments love the you know love 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 your your, you know your neighbor that you know the same thing same same kind of structure moral standing you know what i'm saying so um it's you know and that and that's where it comes back to where i don't i i've never understood uh the argument that people you i don't know if you ever seen people actually argue about stuff like that and it's like you know who 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 are we really to say that the way you practice your religion is wrong when we both come back to the same the same end point of jesus is lord and he died for our sins and we're supposed to try and live a sin-free life but we all know that you can't it's not possible to do that it's not possible and and that's and that's it's it's not possible and that's one of the main things that you're taught is we are sinners from birth and we are we are going to sin whether it's in our thoughts or actions or whatever um mm. and, and and basically you know jesus died for those sins doesn't mean that you can go willfully sin and who cares jesus died for him anyways i mean we can get into a whole five-hour conversation about this right <laughs> theologians have been arguing about it for years but at the end of the day we basically believe on the lines of the same thing right 100 percent. and it's i and like i i get the i get there's there's even to the extent of 
I believe in Jesus. I believe there's a God, but I don't believe what you like, not necessarily you, but like me and me and you believe in that whole aspect of it. And I'm, and I understand that because I, there was a point in my life, especially in my early twenties where I being so like wrapped in it to, as a kid, I didn't want, I didn't want it. Yeah, because it was too pushed. It was too pushed, and I so I could understand it. And then in the my twenties, I was like, I believe in a spiritual being, and I believe in you know, there's someone, there's something else out there. What it is, I don't know, but there, I do believe in that spiritual. Because there's times where you you can't explain things, no matter who you are. If something happens, there, you know, whether it's good or bad, there's no explanation for it except something. Someone else is pulling the strings. So, right. go ahead. so I, I can understand when someone is now I'm, as an, I'm, I'm more of an adult, my kids are into it. Or, you know, I want them to be into it. I'm back. I'm back, back to the church part. Now, will that change? I don't know. You know, will I stop getting, start getting tired of getting up every Sunday and going? Probably. <laughs> but well, it's, you know, it's just, I, I'm just a believer in follow what you want believe what you want as long yeah. as we're all getting to the same point do whatever you got to do yeah like, you know, and, you know and, all at the same point so uh you know so uh, it, i have a pretty yeah it, it, we're, we're over an hour already but i yeah. have i have a pretty crazy um testimony i have to share one one time because not or eventually i um i grew up my entire life being atheist not not agnostic. I hated. I hated uh, any type of thought of religion. I thought it was stupid. The fact, uh, the the thought of God would make me mad because I thought people were so stupid in believing in God. Um, and then I went. I went through a suicidal stage. And then um, you sit. You after realizing. Yeah. Now, if, if, I'm not trying to push religion on anybody or anything. I'm just saying this is my own personal thing. When you look at the argument versus versus creation versus the big bang right that we we came out of the big bang and that's big bang theory um right. if you look at how perfect our bodies were made um look at the human eye for instance if you actually look at how the human eye works the likelihood of us being randomly made from a random freaking big bang or whatever we came out of nothing is the same is the same um is if a tornado went through a went through a um, abandoned air airfield and perfectly put a working airplane together, the the chances of right. it are like seven billion to one of it happening. And, and, that's, and, a good, and, and that's a good analogy right there. But, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You look at what right. I'm saying. You look at how you know our bodies work, and you look at how the universe is, and how like okay, for example, give you give you an example. What do humans need to breathe? We need oxygen. What, right. what, what what was created trees and plants that let off oxygen and the basically the world was made for us to survive and it's like it, there's more evidence in my personal opinion over the years of, of studying these things that th there was a design behind us for what reason right. I you know that's one of the biggest wonders in the world of why we were created yeah there. Why and, are there, we here? and there is no answer and you know right. there is no answer uh, in reality, there is no um, proof of you know us going to heaven or hell because you can't get there and come back, even though people believe that they have. But at the same time, it's like, I'm sorry, I believe that there was now, after not believing for 18 years, um, I 
came to the realization and believe uh, that there was a creator. We were all created for a reason. We're here for a reason, but that reason we don't we'll, we'll, we won't know until we pass. Um, right. But it's like again the analogy of the the fact that you. It, I think it takes more belief that we were made out of nowhere just because there was a big bang or whatever. Um, takes more belief than actually believing that we were designed by a superior being. I guess you could say. Um, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's my own personal opinion coming from an atheist world. Like I said, I hated religion, <laughs> dude. I, 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 I shamelessly, you know, I, I, I want to say shamelessly. I, I'm ashamed by it now, but, dude, I used to, you know, burn Bibles and stuff. Like, oh. like seriously, I hate, I hated religion. I, I, I you know, and I never grew up religious. My parent, my, my mom grew up, I think, Protestant. My dad grew up, um, uh, Catholic, and they, I, they never took me to church growing up. Uh, they never went to church and it had nothing to do with that. It's not like I was a rebellious against the church. It was just the fact of when I would look into these things, I thought it was stupid. And, right. you know, and then you look at me now and here, you know, me and my wife are running the children's ministry and, 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 and all this other <laughs> hey, stuff. There's life experiences. That's what happens. Yeah, no, that's what happens. That's that's what I, can, I, 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 I can sit here and talk for two hours about the right. stuff that I've been through, but it's like, but I'm also not one of those people where I know I have friends who are atheists and I don't sit there. I don't believe in pushing it on somebody else. Now, if yeah, someone, I don't if, believe now, that at all. If somebody yeah. wants don't to look ask at this, don't look at this podcast as a push on anybody out oh, there yeah, listening. No, not, not at all. You know, it's like, you know, right. Now, if someone were to come to, come to me with questions, it's like, yeah, you know, do you want to have a conversation yeah. about it? I could tell you what I know. I'll tell you what right now. I am not a Bible expert. I still have been, I, 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 I've read through it and you know what? I have a really hard time remembering certain things. So yeah. Um, right. But yeah, so we, we are actually a little too far uh, over <laughs> our usual scheduled hour time. So uh, no, but right. I, think that, I think that was a great conversation, dude. I, I, I thought Absolutely. when you, I, I thought, I thought when you texted me, that was, that was actually a really good uh, topic to talk about. But, um, I just I just want to give a, a big apology and shout out to Octane. I uh, it was my fault the last two weeks we haven't had anything because of my schedule and then we were supposed to meet Tuesday and then my daughter got sick. I had to bring she had streps strep throat so I had to bring her to the the walk in so I had to cancel last minute so. We will eventually get the three of us back. I'm sure it'll just be me and Octane probably next week, depending on your schedule, Doc. But I do want to do yeah. a huge shout out to Octane and a, and a big apology because I, I feel bad. Like I, I skipped out on him, and then next thing you know, you know, now we're, it's me and you together. So well, I, I just I yeah, once once I get my computers to Texas, and then basically I have a lot more time. Trust me, I, there's going right. to be a lot more time for more podcasts. So I might be hitting you up Sounds for some good. some extra un, unchained uh, podcast. Let's do it. So. Let's do it. But anyways, guys, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you on the next episode. As always, stay safe, stay blessed. Peace. Peace.